Welcome back to another episode of Let Me Tell You. Today, we talked to San Francisco Giants catcher Tyler Henneman. I know, not WSU, but because I'm a Giants fan, I wanted to have him on, and I had him on. In the interview, we talk about Magic, his debut, and there's a special surprise that gives you a sneak peek into his life in quarantine. Let's jump into it. Go Cougs. Calling Tyler Heineman catcher for the San Francisco Giants. Welcome back to another episode of Let Me Tell You. Today, we have a slight deviation from our normal content. Instead of talking about Washington State sports, we have San Francisco Giants catcher Tyler Heineman. He is a magician and a magician behind the plate. So we're going to get right into that. Thank you for coming on, Tyler. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So for the listeners who don't know who you are, why don't you give us the 30-second elevator pitch about yourself? I am a 29-year-old catcher, played with five different organizations, came up with the Houston Astros, drafted by them, went to the Brewers, then the Diamondbacks, then the Marlins, and now with the Giants. Went to UCLA, switch hitter, and yeah, I love magic. So That's fantastic. Love Pac-12 players. They're the best. <laughs> you started in spring training. Spring training ended back on summer training. Does it feel like a new season or more like an extended all-star break? Uh, I mean, I think it feels like a new season for, for a lot of guys, for me as well. You know, it's everything's going to be a lot different going into this year. So I think that we're trying to get a figure, we're trying to get a feel for kind of how everything's going to go down during the year, what kind of safety protocols there's going to be, and how to manage that and still, you know, do the best we can to perform our job, be good at it. You mentioned the safety protocol. What does a traditional summer training day work from when you get to the ballpark? with the testing and all of that stuff, what does it look like? Yeah, so it starts a little earlier. You know, we have a personal thermometer. Um, yeah, when we wake up in the morning, we have to do an, a screening. Basically, if you have any symptoms, of, so it goes through all the symptoms. You have to click no. Uh, you got to take your temperature twice. And if there's any red flags, they'll contact you. You get to the park. Uh, you have to be signed in, like an ID. You have an ID tag and have to have it with you at all times uh, to and from the ballpark. Before you go in, you do another screening where they say yes, no to any of the questions. They take your temperature right there and they let you into the ballpark. And then every other day there's uh, saliva testing for COVID. So all the precautions make you feel as safe as you could feel going back to playing? I think we don't really know where the, where the virus is headed and, and kind of what its, what its course is going to take. But, you know, I think that all of the players and the coaching staffs and the umpires and stuff are in agreement that we want to play baseball. So for two and a half months, self-isolating and just going to and from the ballpark and minimizing outside contact as much as possible is going to be a big factor. And if we can get a full season in, you know, the MLB did everything they could and uh, continue to do everything they could can to kind of make it as safe as possible. And uh, definitely feels, uh, feels like it's working. That's good. That's good. I appreciate you posting all the photos of yourself wearing the mask. I think it's great to encourage people to wear the mask. Yeah, no, I mean, an important thing, you know, it's, it's less to do with, with you thinking that other people are going to get you sick. You know, if you're a carrier of, if you're asymptomatic and you have it, you know, it's, it's protecting others from, from you. So I think if everyone has that mindset, you know, we, we would be able to kind of flatten this curve pretty, pretty quickly. I appreciate that once again. All right. So transitioning more to the fun stuff. 
I first saw you in spring training, you were signed. And then after the spring training was cut, you started posting videos of you doing magic on Twitter. Can you tell us about your career as a magician? Yeah, so I started doing it when I was in winter ball in 2015. I knew a couple of really easy tricks. We had a rain delay, showed them and loved the reactions I got. So went back to my hotel room and just looked up beginner card magic and learned a few sleight of hand moves, learned some tricks to go along with it. And then, you know, love the react, showed them, love the reactions I got. And, you know, it kind of love kind of blossomed from there. And, you know, I was in the minor leagues, have been in the minor leagues for a long time. So there's a lot of bus rides and stuff like that, where there's not, I don't like reading because, you know, I get kind of car sick. So, you know, I just can have play with a deck of cards and, and learn some sleight of hand tricks. So it's, it's more of just like a hobby to pass the time and teammates and, and, family members like it a lot that's a bonus i gotta say i was as i was doing research for this i saw the video of you in diamondback spring training camp i loved everyone's reaction when you did the card trick where you burned the back of the card that was pretty cool yeah that's a good one that's one of my favorite magicians favorite it's his trick i bought it well anyone can buy it but it's just a uh basically a video video tutorial from his name's chris ramsey it's called voodoo by chris ramsey so if anybody's uh interested in it he is a very good magician so he uh explains it really well and it makes it possible for a lot of people to do it voodoo that makes it sound really fun i might have to give that a look now yeah it's definitely i mean he's he's one of the best and he's a he's a really good magician and person so you know it's a i think it's a good be a good investment if it's something you want to kind of play around with and it's a party trick totally got tons of time on my hands right now yeah we all do so how did you stay in shape with the uncertainty of when baseball would return? You know, my brother plays professional baseball as well. So we were able to work out together daily and hit and throw and do all of our baseball stuff and, and lifting at a private facility. So we really didn't miss a beat on that. We were very diligent with that. And it helped out that we you know, were able to be together. So it's, it's nice having someone else that shares your interest and also is in your field of work. That definitely is a plus. And that definitely helps. So many players understandably have opted out due to multitude of reasons for the 2020 baseball season. What was the deciding factor for you to play in this unusual season? I mean, I think, you know, I'm not at abnormally high risk. I don't, uh, I'm not, I don't, wouldn't qualify as, as high risk. And also um, I'm trying to establish myself as a, as a major league player. I, I got five games of major league experience under my belt and I'm 29 years old. So, you know, I'm, believe I, I'm able to play in the big leagues and, and be a contributor in the big leagues, but no one else is going to believe that unless you go out and prove it. So, you know, if this going into this year was a great opportunity for me to kind of get my foot in the door and show people what I can do. Now it's a shortened season. Things are going to change, but my mindset's still the same. You know, it's still an opportunity to play in the big leagues and try and do the best I can. And Hopefully it leads to more jobs in the future. I can stay with the Giants and I can, you know, really have a start having a career. I have to say all of Giants Twitter and the Giants message boards are all in favor of you. We're all big fans of you. I so. appreciate it. Yeah, no, I mean, I like uh, interacting with fans and, and, and everything. So we saw on the 10th of July, Buster Posey opted out due to personal reasons has the coaching staff given you an update to your role as catcher on the team or is it still day-to-day no I think it's the mindset is is the same you know I think uh me Bart Trump Brantley 
Bailey, all of us are going in, maybe not as much Bailey, you know, all of us are going in and trying to basically in the same, in the same boat. So Bart's a, a top prospect, but I think we're all trying to, to get an opportunity and Buster, you know, staying home with his family is, it just shows you the kind of person he is and, and how much of a family person he is. So, you know, I think that once, once that news happened, I think all of us just tried to continue to go about our day to day and we're just trying to impress and do the best we can to, you know, whatever, whatever the outcome is, the end going to the start of the season, you know, is not necessarily going to be how it's going to be throughout the whole year. You know, there's a lot of moves up and down, who knows how it's going to be here, but, you know, I think there's just a mutual understanding between the coaching staff and the players that, you know, we're all fighting just to prove ourselves because we're all want to increase our time playing baseball. You know what I mean? Like, and being able to be in the big leagues for a long time. No, that's, that's a great mindset. So hold on one sec. Yeah. Hello. Tyler. Yes. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Welcome to quarantine life. It's you exciting. Go to the field and you door dash food and they leave it at your door. So I don't have outside contact with anyone except for people at the field. So it's a, it's a weird life, but something I got to do for two and a half months if I uh, want to be playing baseball. Playing baseball in the big league seems pretty fun to me. What did you order? I ordered uh, some Mediterranean place that's down the street. It's called Sag. I've been there when I, I was, I lived in San Francisco. So. Oh yeah. Right across the street from the ballpark. So, um, good meal. Exciting. So Oracle park, I have to ask you this question. Can you hit a triple? Cause triples alley. Uh, I can, I've, I've hit, you know, I usually hit one, two triples a, a day, a day, uh, one to two know, triples. It's impressive. And triples alley is a great place to do it. So, you know, I mean, I think that, that it's a, uh, it definitely plays to to left-hander strengths if you can go. Thank you to a left-hander strengths if you can go um, pull side into that gap. Um, so yeah, if I have to leg out one, I can. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. So I wanted to talk quickly about your your major league debut and your what was that call like? Where were you? What was it like? Who'd you call? All the normal stuff people ask. I was in Salt Lake City. We just finished our. Salt Lake City. No, I was not there. I was in OKC, uh, Oklahoma City, and we had just finished our last game of the minor league season. Got the went to the manager's office. Got notified that I was going to the big leagues. Uh, called my wife. Called my mom, dad, and uh, my college coach. And you know, I got some texts because my dad was really excited, so he started telling people. Um, and got some texts from from people that I haven't talked to in a long time. So was able to interact with them so it was nice it was, it was emotional for sure but uh, uh it was a really cool experience okay so you get up to the big leagues who do you guys play first who's your who's the pitcher you face my first at bat was off of the pirates and it was off of i think edwin rios i don't know his first name i think it was rios um reliever dominican i think dominican reliever for the pirates high 90s pinch hit in the I want to say seventh inning and uh, struck out on three pitches swung at all three and struck out can only go up in there right exactly that's a great mindset so did you get your first hit obviously did I did I got first hit like 20 something days later in New York oh wow who was the pitcher 
Jake DeGrom. Oh, wow. That's a good pitcher to get your hit against. Yeah. That's a good first hit. He, uh, he signed a ball for me after I, I asked him if he would sign a ball. Not the ball that I hit, but I asked him if he would sign a ball. I respected how he get, goes about his business. He's been a star in the game for a while. And so I, my teammates wanted me to, like Neil Walker and, and Granderson were, I ended up being big proponents of sending something over there to get him to sign it because it's DeGrom. I was like, okay, I will. And he was a good sport and he signed it. That's pretty cool, man. I like that. Okay, this is a Washington State podcast, so I want to ask you something slightly related to Washington State. Did you ever go to Pullman? I did, yeah. What's your opinion on Pullman, if you remember? Uh, I I liked it. I, I mean, I thought the stadium was really nice. Um, I think that it's just – it's Washington, so, you know, it's, it's a lot different than California. It rains a lot more. What is your most athletic achievement? It could be from middle school, elementary school, high school, college. Uh, in terms of like, what any like, any athletic achievement? Like it could be, you swam five hundred meters in two seconds, something crazy like that. Oh, um, athletic achievement. I don't really have too many that was like, kind of crazy in terms of. I got hit by a pitch like a school record amount of times at UCLA in a season. It's maybe like, odd thing that most people don't know I got hit by a pitch 17 times in like 50 games wow that is impressive I'm huh that's oh. I mean it's not it's it's not a stat you're like try to be super proud of but um but I mean you got on base so your OBP went up Can't yeah no that. I mean it was, I ended up uh I ended up being at a good year so I was I was just the number two hitter so it was uh it was fun so you said your brother, did your brother play in the big leagues or was he minor league ball? Uh, he's in the big leagues last year uh, with the Rangers and he's probably going to be in the big leagues this year. That's exciting. But what was the competition like in your household growing up? It was a lot. You know, I was way better of a baseball player growing up um, until we got to probably, I would say, middle school, um, definitely high school. And, you know, he grew and he took over. I was a hockey player for a lot of uh, – a lot of middle school and high school. So, you know, he just is, he's, we just were in, in everything we did. And he always tried to beat me and he never could as a kid. He wasn't, he wasn't better than me at all. And, you know, I think just all that kind of drive and determination, you know, once he started to fill out, get bigger, get stronger, you know, he just became an athletic freak, honestly. I mean, he's, he's extremely athletic. He's tall strong hits the ball a long way throws hard runs fast like you know he's got basically all five tools so uh, once he got to high school you know the competition wasn't really there anymore uh between us it was more um we were just pulling for each other but i mean you're in the big leagues too that's too that's pretty cool uh, yeah no i mean i think we, we just we take different paths we you know he had to deal with a number of injuries i've had to deal with a bunch of different organizations not getting an opportunity it just shows there's there's different paths to get to the ultimate goal, and we're different players. Uh, you know, I'm not nearly as athletic as him, but uh, I like to think I'm I'm a little smarter than him on the base on the baseball field as a catcher. But you know, I, I think there's many ways to attain your goal. I think showing two people from the same household getting there two different ways and having two different skill sets is uh, 
pretty telling enough right there. I tend to agree with you on that. Okay, so my final question before I let you get to your dinner is, I'm a big fan of the 39 Baseball Podcast, and they, have, they ask this great question. I don't want to just steal it, so I'm going to give them credit. If you could go back in time to watch one baseball event or moment, it could be Jackie Robinson's debut or Madison Bumgarner coming out of the bullpen in 2014 to win the World Series, what event would you go back and watch if you could? Am I a part of the event or am I? No, you're just watching. Just, just watching. watching. It could be something that I already saw too, right? Sure. Yeah. Uh, game six of the 2011 World Series between the Cardinals and the uh, Rangers. Is that the David Freeze game? Yeah. Okay, that's a good one. I like that. It's just solid choice. That whole game over again would be uh, would be awesome. I mean, I know I can watch it, but just if I was able to be there, like at the stadium, I just watched it on TV, but. I was able to be at the stadium. Be uh, pretty cool. Did you happen to grow up like a Cardinals fan or something? Is that why? I did, like... Yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was an Angels fan, uh, being from Southern California, and I kind of fell in love with David Eckstein. You know, I had a similar attributes up short, you know, undersized, and and not really the best in terms of overall tools. And you know, he was able to do it at the big league level and, and be a shortstop for a long time, and then. He went to the Cardinals, so I followed him to the Cardinals and then kind of fell in love with Pujols, Edmonds, Isringhausen, Molina, all these, you know, legends, Cardinal legends. So That's great, man. All right, so where can the listeners find you? Uh, I'm pretty active, you know, on, on social media. Uh, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, you know, you hit me up on Twitter asking if I would go on an interview. Yeah, I said, yeah. So, like, you know, I like interacting with, well, here I am, obviously. So yeah. I like interacting with, with people. I like finding time to meet new people and just get to know them and talk to them. So um, you can hit me up on Instagram. If I don't get back to you right away, I'm sorry. I'm kind of busy. and But I will promise to uh, get back to you unless you ask me something dumb in terms of, you know, you just badmouth the Giants player or, you know, Somewhere, some of them where, where you badmouth me or, or anything like that. But if you're friendly, I'm very friendly. So I'd love to interact with you guys. You're a reasonable dude. Just be respectful. Yeah, that's it. I mean, just I'm just a human, just like everybody else. I just happen to be good at baseball, and I ended up pursuing it. You know, like I'm, li- I'm literally the exact same person as you right now. I was in college once just as at UCLA, and, you know, it's – we're, we're all the same people. Just be, be a respectful person and, and uh, you know, you'll, you'll gain my respect and, and you'll have it as well. Sweet. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you coming on. This was like a bucket list item. Listen, I love Walker, but he looked like he was 18 or 19. He looked like a young guy. Ben, you should have done this guy right. What, I get him a stripper? What do you want no, me to do here? I, mean, I, make, I get him a prostitute? What do you 